Welcome to Words and Ways, a mini podcast from Young Life, where our goal is to get to know and become more like Jesus each day. One of the best ways to do this is to spend time in God's Word. But sometimes, the stories in the Bible get so familiar that we might stop expecting to see and learn new things. So join us each week as we dive into Scripture, believing that there's always more to see, always more to learn, and always more to experience. Mark chapter 15 and John chapter 19. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters and called out the entire regiment, where they mocked and beat him. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they led him away to be crucified. A passerby named Simon, who was from Cyrene, was coming in from the courtyard just then, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then, at three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, This man truly was the Son of God. Afterward, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. Following Jewish burial custom, they wrapped Jesus' body with spices and long sheets of linen cloth and laid Jesus in a new tomb. Estarosan, Auton. These are the words of Friday, the day of Jesus' death. In English, it's, they crucified him. Such a brief statement. Just two words in the original language. Two words that contain and swallow up one of the most shattering moments of human history. The cross is a horror, an ugly, cruel, dehumanizing form of execution. And yet, shockingly, the cross is also an honor where Jesus willingly and humbly did for his beloved creation what we could not do for ourselves. Hundreds saw the horror firsthand, and a few saw it up close. First was Simon of Cyrene, from northern Africa on the eastern edge of Liberia. Why was Simon in Jerusalem that day? Was he there to see what all the chaos was about? To cheer and jeer with the crowd? Or to weep and wail? When Roman soldiers pulled him from the crowd and forced him to carry Jesus' cross, what do you think went through his mind? What a horror to be so closely entwined with such a violent event, to be seen carrying a cross like a common criminal, to be forced to walk all the way to the place of death, unable to escape. And yet, what an honor in the smallest of ways to be able to serve and help the Son of God, the long-awaited Messiah, the King of Kings, in his darkest moments. 
There are so many unrecorded words of Jesus in Scripture. Maybe two of those words were, Thank you, spoken to Simon. Jesus forgave his murderers. It would be so like him to also thank his cross-bearer. And then there's the criminal who was crucified alongside Jesus, experiencing his own horror of a cross, nailed to the wood, dropped into the ground, naked, cold, and alone. Had he also been beaten, whipped, abused, and jeered? Or did he look on Jesus' body with horror and disgust at the disfigured man who was hanging next to him? And yet... What an honor to actually converse with the Creator and Savior, to be acknowledged and heard by Him, and to be given these words as a final gift. I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. At the foot of the cross stood a Roman soldier, a centurion, a leader of legionnaires. This was probably neither the first nor final crucifixion of his military service. And yet, could it ever become an everyday normal event? Wouldn't each crucifixion be a horror, standing there, hearing their strangled breathing, trying to ignore their cries of pain and agony? And yet, on this day, what an honor to be right there when Jesus boldly proclaimed, It is finished, and to suddenly see and understand and recognize who this man truly was, an innocent human being who was also the Son of God, bearing the full weight of sin's curse. This Roman soldier, an occupying enemy of the Jewish people, was the first to proclaim the truth of Christ after he breathed his last breath. And finally were two religious leaders who had not betrayed Jesus, nor petitioned for his death. Joseph of Arimathea had been faithfully waiting for the kingdom of God to arrive, and he was there when it did arrive in the person of Jesus. Nicodemus had conversed with Jesus about the mysteries of God, faith, and new life, under the cover of a dark night, so that he wouldn't be seen. But now, in the daylight of mid-afternoon, not caring who saw him, Nicodemus helped Joseph take Jesus' body down from the cross. What a horror to not just see the beaten, bruised, bloodied, and broken body, but to touch it, to lift it, to carry it. And yet, what an honor to have their clothing stained with the blood of the Savior whose soul had been stained with the sins of mankind and who shed blood in some mysterious way washes us clean. And what an honor to wrap that beaten, bruised, bloodied, and broken body in strips of linen cloth and lay it in a cave. Just as 33 years earlier, another Joseph and his young wife Mary delivered a living breathing, beautiful infant, covered with the blood of birth, crying out in shock and surprise, and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. In that respect, 
Jesus' final day ended much like his first day began. Held by two who loved him, swaddled and wrapped by two who loved him, laid to rest by two who loved him. First, laid to rest in life, and now laid to rest in death. Death declared itself a victor on that Friday 2,000 years ago. But death is a fool, and this story is not done. But for today, we would do well to sit in silence, to lower our heads in grief, to lament our broken sinfulness, and to wait with bated breath for the day when Christ will take his next breath. Thanks for joining us in the words and ways of Jesus. Check out the program notes for written scripts, discussion questions, and additional resources. Our hope is that the words and ways of Jesus transform your mind, fill your heart, and encourage your soul today and every day.